Welcome back to the Bees Academy podcast. It is Friday again, and today we are entering into a really hot Sacramento weekend. So we are we are stuck in the tinderbox, as Barbara likes to call this studio that we're sitting in right now as it heats up. What are we looking at this weekend? 110? 113? We're looking at it being really hot. In Sacramento. Is there a difference between 110 and 113? No. No. Is there a difference between 105 and 113? I think so, right? Mm, just a tad yeah. bit. For <laughs> me, hot is hot. Right. Yeah, I think so. It's a good day to be indoors unless you are not indoors, and then it's a bad day to be outside. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be working outside, that's for sure. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, this this week, I think what we wanted to talk about was character development and how important we think character development is to be part of a of an elementary education, especially entering into the 21st century. But it's a complicated topic, I think, don't you? Oh, yeah. Very complicated. What is what? uh, What do you think we need to what do you think is the type of person that we need walking around as adults? Well, we need someone who is going to have some integrity in their life. And when I say integrity, I'm talking about having a life that is undivided, where you tell the truth in all your situations, not you tell something in this situation and then you tell something different in this situation. Um, we like for our students to to build their integrity and to live in society with integrity, which is one of the six pillars of our uh, character curriculum. Yeah, I've heard it said once about integrity that it's what you do when no one's looking. So if you can get away with with cutting a corner. It's not just honesty in your speech, but also in your work and in your deeds. So if you are, if no one's looking and no one, no one's ever going to know if you do that last interval in your, in your workout, or if you skip a set or, or skip a practice session, no one's ever going to find out that you did that. Do you do it anyway? I think that's a, that's definitely an important element of integrity, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, because if you skip that last set, you only cheat yourself. You know, you can say you did it, but within yourself, you knew that you cheated yourself. Right. Yeah, it's definitely true. And on the test, it's also going to show. So if you're, if you didn't do the study of the test. You know, if you're taking a test and then they ask if you study and you say, yeah, which is fine because you're not in trouble if you don't study. No one's making you do it and you don't have to do it. But if you don't, if you don't, if you don't score well, then, you know, the fact that you didn't study was kind was already, it's evident in the, in the, the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think character... It is really super important that people are walking around and they're being that they are honest, that they're respectful to other people, 
that they respect themselves. Good friend of mine always would say, you know, a little self-respect goes a long way, and I think that's one of the, it's a great it's a great saying to live by. Um, that you take care to try to do your best in every situation. Even if you even if your best isn't really that good, the fact that you try, I think, makes it makes you a valuable person. At least that's how I feel. I don't know. What's that? But teaching character, isn't that... To me, it seems it's a very... It's not like teaching a, an academic stuff, subject. It takes... It takes experiences. Yeah? Um, experiences, I would say. Um, and, and practice. Um, you know, when you're, when you're young, and we're talking about um, younger kids in our school kids from uh, kindergarten moving forward Uh, when you're trying to instill character in children who are much younger then you have to uh, teach character in a social emotional learning kind of way Uh, what do you mean by that um, when when I'm talking about social emotional learning we're talking about competencies that match the six pillars of character, uh, like uh, self-awareness, being accountable for things that you do, making good decisions, being responsible. All of that is a formula for character building. And in that way, that is how you teach younger kids and um, older kids moving forward. They can also benefit from that social emotional learning component and how it interacts with the pillars of character building. So if you have a good solid base, uh, social emotional base, if you have a if you have good self-awareness and you you manage yourself well, that gives you the that foundation on which you can you can build c- good character. Correct. But the character itself is is it built in is it built through experience or can it be taught? I tend to think it it's it's formed in experience. That, but I I, I mean I could be wrong. It, you know it's a, it's it's such a it's such a gray topic, isn't it? Well, um, I think that um, character building and social emotional skills they can actually be taught Uh, some of it can be experiences but and some of it can be taught it all depends on who you're teaching it to and how you're delivering it to the students could you give me an example of social emotional social emotional well just how you would teach character how do you teach character or is character developed through experiences i think this is something where we're somewhat disagreeing on. Well, when when you're talking about character, you're you're t- trying to teach a set of rules to live by. You know, uh, when we're talking about honesty and talking about uh, doing and being honest when people are not looking, that's a rule that you teach kids to live by. 
And when you're talking about social emotional, that's a skill that you teach kids. Um, let's say you want kids to be self-aware. Okay, they have to recognize how their emotions and how their thoughts and how their values impact their behavior. So just to state back to you something I just heard you say that you, you start from a rule and you follow the rule at you the kid. You follow the rule and until that rule becomes your habit, your practice. And you see then how it benefits you in your life? Yes. Because it seems to me that that the best reinforcer of good character is that it has a positive benefit in your life. If you have no if you have if there's no motivation to have good character, as in your life is it is what it is and it's it's a good life and you're rewarded in life or having bad character, you really have no reason to do something other than than whatever you want. Isn't that true? Well, well, I think that if you go through your life not ever being accountable for any of your behavior, then eventually you become an adult who is a dysfunctional adult. You really don't know how to accept criticism when it's given to you. Uh, you don't know how to accept um, a loss when you have lost something. Character helps you to accept those things. And that is part of your social emotional learning. When you lose something, you learn how to lose gracefully. When you're frustrated, you learn how to redirect that emotion. So when you're building character, those, those, those traits and those skills, they complement each other. So therefore, you become a holistic individual. You learn how to build your character, and you also learn how to control your social, emotional uh, component of, of your behavior. Yeah, I think you just touched on what I'm what I'm referring to when I when when you say learning how to lose, it's that's something that's learned only by doing. That's what I mean. I think by experiences, and why a school providing it and ex- certain experiences uh, are character building. And when you mention losing, what automatically comes to my mind from my own personal experiences is sports. It develops this natural place where you can learn how to lose without really losing anything. You play a game, football, basketball, soccer. At the end of the game, your team either has more points or has less points. But you are no better off or worse off in your own life than you were before the game started. And so in that way, it's such a great teacher of character because the act of winning does feel good and the act of losing does feel bad. Oh, I I always want to be on the winning team. 
I yeah. always want to win. Yeah, you should want to win. You should want to win. And it's the wanting to win and not getting what you want that develops character. Absolutely. Um, because then you learn how to control that emotion that you're feeling when you lose. And, and you also learn to control that emotion when you're winning. Well, right. You also have... So let's start with let's keep uh, let's keep on the on the topic of losing first because we'll start with losing and then I want to go to winning because when you lose something that you wanted to win you can cry and you can throw a temper tantrum which isn't going to help or you can suck it up and you can go back to the drawing board and get better and work harder and and want it more next time when you get the opportunity. And in so doing, it's the losing that made you a winner later on. You always hear this from entrepreneurs. You hear this from uh, from artists, from musicians. How many of them, how much failure they've experienced in their life before, before experiencing the success that everyone knows them for. All the ideas they had that went nowhere, everything. Uh, all, the, all the people that told them no, and they kept on going, figured out a better way to ask. Um, we're going through that right now. Uh, yeah. as, we're, as we build Bees Academy, we're going through the process of, you know, things, you know, things that we try aren't working. Some things that we try are working. And we learn to get better each time. Each time we suck it up, each each mini failure leads to an eventual success. And we're not that that book isn't written yet for Bees Academy, but but that's part of the lesson. I love side note, side tangent. <laughs> I love how in the character in the character building part of Bees Academy, we are going through many currently many of the same things that will be teaching to the kids and that the kids will be learning through the experiences provided in bees academy and so it i i love the the empathic element for us that we nothing that we we're going through it, or nothing that we would ask any any of the students to go through isn't something that we ourselves aren't going through tangent completed tangent over <laughs> But um, but to winning is what I was going to go to. That winning, there are multiple ways to win, and always people always talk about being a good winner versus a sore winner or a, or a nasty winner, nasty winner who gloats, who taunts, taunts, mocks. Yeah, yeah. What does that get you? Well, um, if you do such a thing. Of I course. am my. You say first. Of course there. not. I would never. Talk no, but what does it get? Why? Well, I'll tell you that. If you taunt a team or you taunt uh, another person in the, in your winning, what are they going to do? They're going to get mad. Mm. They're going to figure out. They're going to be highly motivated to. Make you feel bad next time. Oh, make you feel some pain. They're oh, gonna, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you beat them by twenty in a basketball game, they're gonna come back and they're gonna try and beat you by forty. 
that's that's not that's not how you want to go through life. It, give, getting a tit for tat with the people living around you. It doesn't make for a good society. It doesn't make for either party isn't happy at the end of the day. No. And as we always say, oh, for the grace of God, go I. Um, and when you're that kind of winner, um, you you have very little friends. Um, the way people perceive you uh, would be negatively. And even though you would have won, the perception of, of you would be negative. So we're not trying to uh, encourage children to have a negative perception of themselves or to someone that won and, and was doing those kind of things. We want uh, our children to have a positive uh, self-reflection. We want them, even though they won a game and they feel on top of the world, it is really important for them to look at themselves at, uh, positively. You know, yes, we won this game. Uh, yeah, we're happy we won this game. Yeah, we were really good at this. But we want it to be that kind of celebration instead of uh, mocking, uh, we're better, you know, uh, taunting. Because sometimes if you taunt someone on another team or mock someone on another team, they may not have that kind of self-control and you find yourself in, in an altercation. And we certainly don't want these academy students to be in, you know, in altercations with other students. But also, I, I mean, I, I, I also want to highlight what you just said, too, about the, the positive way that you win, where you, you're, you're happy with yourself for having won. You're happy with yourself for having gotten better. The competition always being with who you were yesterday. And that's, that's really the really the best you can do because it's a game you can win you can always be better than who you were yesterday you can be you can you can always get better you can always learn more and be by doing that you remain humble and like you said you know have a a good place in the community absolutely um and you and you want you want that that growth of mindset to be positive you know you want them to have that self-confidence to know that they can be better tomorrow you want that motivation for them to want to be better tomorrow than they were today absolutely what well, i mean just to keep on the topic of the experiences that that build character that make make a young person grow into a into a, a an adult with great integrity with great you know self-dignity I, I struggle and maybe we could talk about uh, a concept that you and I have been bouncing about bouncing around with each other about that about those experiences and that is creating controlled adversity and I think that we both still struggle with the best way to pull this off I think we gave a, good, a great example in sports I think 
sports develops a great set of a, 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 an adverse environment where you run the risk of a negative effect that negative effect being losing the game or the race or and but the negative effect doesn't negatively affect your life that much so when we talk about controlled adversity trying to we're talking about trying to make the world difficult for the students without traumatizing them not so difficult that it becomes discouraging or frustrating or or in any other way impede the progress to becoming a, a strong person but you don't want to make life too easy for a young person either and you don't want to do everything for them in fact i would say you would never want to do for a kid something that they can do for themselves absolutely it weakens it weakens their self-confidence if you're going to do everything for them um, they need to be put into situations that are somewhat difficult for them in order for them to um, conflict resolution kind of thing. They need to be able to resolve difficult situations um, with guidance. Uh, and when you talk about um, controlled adversity, that's exactly what you do. You set up tasks that you know are going to be uh, difficult for them, but not so difficult that with guidance they cannot resolve. They cannot start to critically think how to resolve an issue that seems to, that seems to be difficult for them. Right. It's the overcoming of things. And it's the, there's also the element of the persistence. So if you have a task that is difficult and so difficult, in fact, that you fail at first. But failure is good because failure allows growth. It does allow growth, especially if you have the persistence to keep at it, which is, I, I, it's not necessarily a, a pillar of good character to have persistence, but it is a, a valuable trait in a person, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. Uh, like I said, it allows for growth. If you never failed at anything, um, then when you become an adult and you fail, and you don't know how to cope with that, there's no mechanism for coping for failure. Um, you know, that leads you into uh, depression, uh, frustration, um, quitting. We are not trying to develop individuals who want to quit because a task is difficult. We want them to be able to navigate that difficulty until they come to a resolution. And even if they need guidance to do that, that does not give them um, the excuse or the motivation to say, I, I, I just can't do it. I, I quit. I don't want to do it. You don't want that. You want them to be persistent, as you say, to talk about and to think out how is this going to be resolved? 
how am I going to resolve it? And when you find them getting stuck, then that's when you, you provide the guidance. You know, you, you show them a, a path and then you let them explore that path. And in exploring that path, they may see another way to resolve the issue that seems to be difficult for them. As I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking about the role that teamwork could also play in character development, especially with if you if you create controlled adversity, you create something that is is difficult, and then say you put a, a team on that job, and the team has a diversity of talents and a diversity of of talents, intelligence, skills, skills, um, background knowledge, all of those things. And say you were to put the team, the team either succeeds or it fails together. And this is, this is also the concept in a team sport, but if you do it in academics or in a, in a life skill situation so that it, so that maybe it translates to regular life a little bit better than sports do sometimes. I personally think sports translate very well, but not for everyone. So there's an element of needing to elicit the cooperation of everyone else around you in order for that team to succeed. Because without, if the team works with each other and they channel each other's energies towards one goal, their chances of success is much greater as opposed to when they're at each other's throat and they're arguing. Again, with sports, the analogy is the, the discord in the locker room versus the camaraderie. That also, it, that, would, that kind of forces everyone to put to, to be diplomatic with each other, to be respectful of each other, to, um, to sacrifice their own glory at times, to exercise self-control, all of which are the are those pillars of a of a great strong character. Yeah, uh, when when kids are working together as a team, then each team member has to be accountable to each other. Okay, so so that means that there are no solo decisions being made there. There, there are team decisions being made, and I think that that's really helpful uh, when you have trying when you're trying to build character in in children to show them that you know working as a team works better in situations uh, than it does in some situations when you're working solo. Um, you have some kids who they're credit hogs. They they want all the credit. Those are the kids that, you know, they are ambitious and they're motivated, but those qualities have to be channeled into um, a situation where they are able to work as a team. And then that way they get to see what it feels like when the entire team succeeds. They they know that they've had a component in the success and they will also bring 
others along who may not feel that they fit into a team situation. So it not only builds confidence for a child who does not feel that they fit into a team situation, and it builds leadership, um, the correct kind of leadership in kids who are ambitious and motivated and want credit. They get to see how spreading that around in a team actually benefits them. That's on that's on super display right now with the Tour de France on right now. I'm just thinking about this one athlete from the, the Takunik team. It's a big stud. Uh, he's pulling people around up and down the hill. <laughs> and he gets no credit. I mean, I don't even know. I can't even remember his name. I mean, they said it, they said it yesterday. But they got, you know, two big stars on the team. This guy's doing more work than all of them, uh, pulling people around. And in some ways, he's the leader of the team because he's putting them on his back, but getting no credit for it. And this is true for all of the domestique on each team. Um, and that's, that's an important uh, role to play. And it's important that they get credit in order you at least internally inside the team you have to give all of the contributing members enough credit that you know that they're valued and so that's also a leadership a role of the leader is to make sure that you know you may be the star you may be the one who's being interviewed on on tv afterwards but uh you didn't get there alone and you got you have to you have to credit the the guys who got you there, the guys and the and the girls who got you there. The entire team, and that that's what we want to instill uh, for our students at Bees Academy. We want to teach them how success can be celebrated um, for everyone. You 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 may not be singled out at that moment to. Uh, be given credit, but you will know that that team member could not have could not have achieved what they set out to achieve without having a team, without having the um, domestiques, as you say, that are in the background that that is helping you to achieve that success. So we at Bees Academy wants to celebrate all successful endeavors of our students. We are getting near the end of our time this Friday, but there is one, one recent story that kind of stuck in my craw about this. Everything sticks in his craw. About this um, character stuff. And that is this case of this Levy cheerleader who recently their case went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court found in, the, in favor of the family. Now, just to give a quick background of the story, this young lady was a freshman in high school and she and another young lady um, were trying out for the cheerleading team and they got, well, basically they made the JV team. They did not make the varsity team. That she went off campus, went on Snapchat, went on a tirade where she dropped hello, 
hella F-bombs about F the school, F the team, F the softball team, and F the coach. And the school caught wind of this and suspended her from the cheer team. They took the whole thing to court on the basis that she had the free speech to speak how she, as she felt. And, and they won. They, they uh, found in the favor of the family. I could not disagree more with the Supreme Court on this. And not to, not, I'm not a legal expert, but from a sp- free speech standpoint, just really briefly, you're not free from the consequences of your speech. And there aren't any there aren't any organizations that do not have some sort of code of conduct that prevents you from saying just anything you want about the organization. There are many, many legal podcasts that have talked about this way better than me, and I'm not going to say anything more about that because I just don't know. But, <laughs> but from a character standpoint, the I just felt it was a a crying shame that this young lady tried out for the team. She made the team even, but what she didn't get was what she wanted. And it kind of goes back to what we, she wanted to be on a varsity with her friends. She wanted that glory, but frankly, she wasn't good enough. That is that control, their adversity. By taking away that, they took away the coach's ability to teach that character which is the very value of what sports are in general and if you think about what the nature of cheer is it's to fire up the the school spirit to say we love our school we love our softball team we love everything that's about this and let's go everybody let's go and she did exactly the opposite of that she proved her immaturity, her inability to drum up school spirit by her immature tirade. So she took away that. They, they took away the school's right to teach this young lady a valuable lesson. And I think that, you know, it's to her detriment. It, I feel sad more for this young lady than I do for the school. I mean, the school can get in trouble, whatever. But she's the one who loses out in the long run. She's the one who didn't get the lesson. And not only did she not get the lesson, but I feel that her parents didn't get the lesson. Because the lesson is that if you didn't make it this time, you try and try until you do. So, so part of, of the character is that persistent that you were talking about. If you didn't make it this time, okay, you, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you try again. Uh, we have become a very litigious society. And I think when parents interfere that way, they send the wrong message. Now, this young lady is going to get the message that if I don't get what I want, and exactly the way I want to get it, then I have the ability to take someone to court, and I could possibly win. 
But when you're talking about school spirit, I think that that damaged the school spirit. Um, you know, uh, now it's going to be, um, you know, everyone else is going to feel that if I don't make this particular team, then I've been wronged in some way. So um, I think that the, that was a wrong message in that particular incident for um, that message to be sent the way it was by our courts. Could not agree more. And it's, it's almost a theft. It's almost a theft of her ability to experience going back to the drawing board and coming, coming back stronger. And were she to have just sucked it up when she didn't make the varsity team, and asked the coach, what can I do to get better? Practiced all through her JV year because it wasn't like she wasn't going to get the benefit of coaching over the course of that year. She just needed a year of development. And she was going to get that. And the, the honor of having earned her place on the varsity team is something she will never experience now. And, it kinda, and it's and saddening. It, and it kind of tainted it for the, the individuals who did make it. You know, right. It's, yeah. I think that in that certain uh, situation, that was a very uh, unfortunate uh, event to, to take place. And I think her parents should sit and think about exactly what they did do and how that is going to... Um, that is going to progress forward in the future for this young woman. So we're not going to leave it on a sad note. Sad note? It's sad. kind of sad. No. no, but we're not going to leave it on that note anyway. Nope, we're so, not. Because the thing is, is that, de- I mean, developing character is, is kind of a lifelong project. I mean, you're always, you're always getting stronger. You're always trying to, well, not everyone, but you can you you can you know as we are you can continue to supply yourself to improve yourself from from day one from the day you enter the world and first see light to the day that all the lights go out <laughs> you can continue to make yourself a better person than you were yesterday and that's that is a really exciting journey that's the journey of life um, you can for example. If you live in Sacramento, you can go out and you can say, you know what? I don't care that it's going to be 110 degrees tomorrow. I'm going to go do a, uh, what am I going to do? Well, Pete may not care that it's going to be 110 degrees tomorrow, but Barbara certainly cares about it's going to be 110 degrees. And I tell you what, Barbara's going to be inside where it's nice and cool with um, a, a great book. Right now, I'm trying to read the book. The Count of Monte Cristo. I've, I've seen the movie, but the book seems to be a little bit different. And I'm enjoying the book just as well as enjoying the movie. So I'm going to finish that book over the weekend. That sounds like a great plan. It's probably actually the smartest thing to do. Maybe that's character that's been learned <laughs> through experience. Absolutely. <laughs> so with that, I guess we'll we'll call it. 
uh, for this week of the Bees Academy podcast. We really appreciate you tuning in, listening to uh, what we have to say on character development. Um, just as a reminder, Bees Academy is a elementary school forming in Fair Oaks, California, Sacramento area. And we would love to hear from you. Please send us an email at info at beesacademy.org. That's spelled B-E-A-S academy.org. Or you can also find us on Facebook at Bees Academy, B-E-A-S Academy. Thanks a lot. We hope you guys have a very great weekend. And we until next week, have a great one. Bye.